Hey, faithful listener, welcome to season six of the Bible Explained podcast, the podcast where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and enjoy today's discussion from the book of Judges. Well, faithful listeners, it is Monday. Thank you for tuning into the Bible Explained podcast and for starting out your week nice and strong with some scripture passages. So make sure to grab your cup of coffee or your cup of tea this morning because we've got a lot to talk about today. We're going to be in Judges chapter 8 and we are going to talk about uh, Gideon punishing this, like these two cities. It's kind of interesting. Don't forget to grab your cup of coffee or your cup of tea this morning and also your Bible in the version that you prefer. And let's go ahead and read Judges 8, 1 through 17 today. I'll be reading out of the W.E.B. The men of Ephraim said to him, Why have you treated us this way that you didn't call us when you went to fight with Midian? They rebuked him sharply. He said to them, What have I now done in comparison with you? Isn't the gleaning of the grapes of Ephraim better than the vintage of Ebiezer? God has delivered into your hand the princes of Midian, Oreb and Zeb. What was I able to do in comparison to you? Then their anger was abated towards him when he said that. Gideon came to the Jordan and passed over, he and the three hundred men who were with him, faint yet pursuing. He said to the men of Sakoth, Please give us loaves of bread to the people who follow me, for they are faint, and I am pursuing after Zeba and Zalmana, the kings of Midian. The princes of Sakoth said, Are the hands of Zeba and Zalmana now in your hand, that we should give bread to your army? Gideon said, Therefore, when Yahweh has delivered Zeba and Zalmana into my hand, then I will tear your flesh with the thorns of the wilderness and the briars. He went up there to Peniel, and he spoke to them in the same way. The men of Peniel answered him as the men of Sakoth had answered. He spoke also to the men of Peniel, saying, When I come again in peace, I will break down this tower. Now Ziba and Zalmana were in Karkor, and their armies were with them, about 15,000 men, all who were left of all the army of the children of the east, for there fell 120,000 men who drew the sword. Gideon went up by the way of those who lived in the tents on the east of Noba and Jagba, and struck the army, for the army felt secure. Ziba and Zalmana fled, and he pursued them. He took the two kings of Midian, Ziba and Zalmana, and confused all the army. Gideon the son of Joash returned from the battle, from the ascent of Harris. He caught a young man of the men of Sakoth, and inquired of him, and he described for him the princes of Sakoth and its elders, seventy-seven men. He came to the men of Sakoth and said, See, Ziba and Zalmana, concerning whom you taunted me, saying, Are the hands of Ziba and Zalmana now in your hand, that we should give bread to your men who are weary? He took the elders of the city, and the thorns of the wilderness and the briars, and with them he taught the men of Sakoth. He broke down the tower of Peniel and killed the men of the city. Do you guys remember when I told you the other day that the, the Bible platform that I use is just their ads are getting worse and worse? <laughs> Okay, now I'm looking at an advertisement that says, choose fun, innovative cocktails. 15% off women owned. <laughs> Come on, this is a Christian website here and they're advertising cocktails to me now. But I mean, the fact that they're women owned, that makes me want to purchase them so much more. <laughs> but okay, let's go ahead and talk about uh, verse one here. The men of Ephraim said to him, why have you treated us this way that you didn't call us when you went to go fight with Midian? And they rebuked him sharply. Okay, so here's what's happening. Ephraim is jealous. Like That's just the best way I can boil it down to. Ephraim is jealous that Gideon got the initial achievement of fighting against Midian with only 300 men. 
So they come up to Gideon and they're just like, you know, Gideon, that was so wrong of you to not call us out to battle so that we could help you fight against Midian in that initial battle. Like, how dare you? And they actually like yell at him here. And Gideon's response, I I think that it was in some ways against God. Okay, because here's what he says. What have I done now in comparison with you? Isn't the gleaning of the grapes of Ephraim better than the vintage of Abizar? God has delivered into your hand the princes of Midian, Oreb, and Zeb. What was I able to do in comparison with you? Gideon is totally taking the glory away from God. Gideon's response to Ephraim should have been, in an ideal world, it should have been, Ephraim, it is not about you. Okay, this is about God taking the land back for his people. We have sinned. God chose the army of 300 men. You were not included in that. But instead, he like strokes their ego. Oh, you know, you guys have accomplished so much. Like, what have I done in comparison to what you guys have done? You know, you took the two princes of Midian, Oreb and Zeb, which did happen. That was actually briefly mentioned in Judges chapter 7, way after the fact, after Gideon did the initial battle with the 300 men. And Ephraim wanted a little part of that. They wanted the glory of that miracle. And Gideon downplays it. Gideon downplays God's amazing miracle to appease Ephraim. And I find that very sad that Gideon immediately did that after such a wonderful miracle that God performed for Gideon. He strokes Ephraim's ego. And it says after Gideon said this to them, their anger was abated toward him when he said that. So, you know, this kind of shows a little bit about Gideon's personality. He was kind of a doormat. He's like me. (laughs) He's kind of, he just wants to appease people. It sort of seems like he seems to not enjoy confrontation very well. However, he would engage in confrontation because he's about to. He's about to with Midian and also with these two cities, Sakoth and Penuel. So Gideon crosses over the Jordan River in pursuit of Midian. He has his 300 men with him and they were faint, but yet they were still pursuing. So this kind of shows just um, how how willing these 300 men were to go with Gideon after that initial battle. Kind of shows their character. They're faint yet still pursuing. Honestly, they probably could have left after that initial battle and been like, we'll let Ephraim and all these other tribes take care of it. But no, they went with Gideon and pursued after Gideon and were willing to go faint, exhausted, yet still pursuing. So Gideon comes to this area called Sakoth. And by the way, this is an Israelite city, from my understanding, in the tribe of Gad. Now, Gad was one of the tribes that we don't often hear too much about, but they were a tribe on the other side of the Jordan River. So the city called Sakoth was in the tribe of Gad, and Gideon and his 300 men come to Sakoth. And so they go to the Israelite princes, and they're like, you know, we need bread. We're very hungry. We need food. Please supply us with bread. And here's what the princes of Sakoth say. They say, Are the hands of Zeba and Zalmana now in your hand that we should give bread to your army? Now, this isn't just a quick confrontation, by the way. 
It wasn't just Gideon on his horse or, you know, on his donkey or something like that. He probably went into the city to talk to the princes of this city. This wasn't just a quick confrontation. This was Gideon going in to discuss strategy in some way with Sakoth. But Sakoth is like, yeah, right. You and your 300 men, you think you can take those two kings, Zeba and Zalmana? You really think you can do that? Why should we support you? The sad thing about this is that these were Israelites saying this to an Israelite. They should have all had the same goal to get rid of these two kings and to get rid of the Midianite armies. But the thing about Gad was because they were beyond the Jordan River, they kind of neighbored some of these pagan areas like Midian and and uh, Ammon and Edom and whoever else. They they neighbored these areas. So you can imagine that Gad potentially sided with the Midians. Potentially. I'm not saying that that is the case, but you can see how that might have happened. So they could have been traitors to Israel. These Israelite men that lived in a region of Israel could have been traitors and sided with the Midians. So they say to Gideon, yeah, right. We do not believe that you can take these two kings, Zeba and Zalmana. We don't think you can do it with your 300 men. We are not supplying you with any food whatsoever. So Gideon says to them, when Yahweh delivers Zeba and Zalmana into my hand, I will tear your flesh with the thorns of the wilderness and with briars. So he's basically like, all right, I'm going to come back after I take these two kings and I'm going to punish you guys. I'm going to go take some thorns out of the wilderness and I'm going to whip you with them. (laughs) And so that's what Gideon says to his fellow countrymen. So then after that, he goes up to an area called Penuel. And don't forget, his men are suffering at this point. Hungry, thirsty, fainting with exhaustion. And so he goes to another area another Israelite city, Penuel. And he spoke to them in the exact same way. He said, you know, I'm going to go take these two kings, Zeba and Zalmana. I need food for my men. And it says that the men of Penuel answered him the same as the men of Sakoth. So they ridiculed Gideon. They said, you can't do it. Perhaps they sided with Midian. We don't know what happened here other than the fact that this was traitorous for these Israelite men to not support Gideon, and also God's plan of taking the Israelite nation back from the Midianites. So Gideon tells them, he says, when I come again in peace with Zeba and Zalmana in my hand, I will break down this tower. So now it says Zeba and Zalmana were in Karkor and their armies were with them about 15,000 men, all who were left of all the army of the children of the east. So this shows now how many people were actually in that valley in the initial battle. It says that the army of the Midianites made up of 120,000 men. And those are the Midianites actually that died. So there was more Midianites. 120,000 plus 15,000. What is that? 135,000 men. So the Midianite army before the initial battle made up of 135,000 men. So you can understand why why Gideon initially was terrified, terrified to take 
135,000 Midianites with 300 people. (laughs) You can see how that would be a little bit scary, right? Well, anyway, Gideon sneaks up on the rest of the army that were left, which was about 15,000 men. That was all that was left of the Midians. Still a huge number. And so Gideon takes them. It says that he struck the army when they felt secure. I don't know why the army felt secure. Maybe because they were back in their own homeland. Maybe because they thought that Gideon wasn't going to pursue them so far out. But they felt secure. And so Gideon does the same thing. He strikes the army when they feel secure. Now, I don't know if Gideon did this again with 300 men or if more men followed after him later and they all struck the rest of the Midians. But either way, God was with Gideon and Gideon ended up striking all of them. It says they all fell and the two kings, Ziba and Zalmana, fled. And so he took the two kings and the army was confused all over again. So it, maybe it was the same, the same situation where the 300 men came in, did a similar strategy and confused them all over again. That's what it says in verse 12, but I don't know. But anyway, Zeba and Zalmana fall, those two kings of Midian, and Midian is done with. They're done. Israel has its homeland back now until they sin again. So Gideon goes back to those two cities, those two traitorous cities. Remember uh, the ones we just talked about, Penuel and then also Sakoth. So he goes to Sakoth first. And there's this young man traveling along the road who is a Sakothian. And it says that Gideon took him and interrogated him and asked him the names of all the elders of the city of Sakoth. So the young man gives Gideon the information and Gideon wrote it all down. And so Gideon finds some briars out in the wilderness and goes and whips these 77 elders of Sakoth is what it says. And he whipped them. And that was their punishment for being traitors to Israel. And here's what he says to Sakoth. He says, look, I have Ziba and Zalmana. Remember when you taunted me recently saying that I couldn't take these two kings with 300 men? Well, here they are. So it's time for your punishment is basically what he says. So he took the elders of the city and the thorns of the wilderness and the briars. And it says with them, he taught the men of Sakoth. So he gave them some schooling with these briars. Now, it does not say that he killed these men. I'm sure it was a very, very painful whip. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever been like walking around woods or anything, but I go blackberry picking every year when blackberries are in season. And man, you have to wear some like protective gear when you go out into the woods because the briars are terrible and they stick even into like really thick clothing also. That's why a lot of people don't like to go blackberry picking, but I enjoy it. I enjoy it because uh, it's like foresting. So it's kind of fun for me. But man, you have to wear protective gear. But man, you have to wear protective gear. Otherwise, your skin is going to be so ripped up. But that is what Gideon does to punish these 77 traitors of Sakoth. He publicly whips them is what it looks like. And then he goes to Penuel next. And it actually says that he tore down the tower of Penuel and killed the men of that city. So something that Penuel did was worse than whatever Sakoth did. I don't know the entire story. Scripture doesn't give it to us. But it could be that the men of Penuel were truly traitors. Maybe they did something 
that we don't know about against Gideon. Maybe they sided with Midian. We have no clue what happened here or why Penuel got a harsher punishment, but for some reason they did. And so it says that Gideon broke down the tower of Penuel and killed the men of the city. So Gideon, yes, we can see he was willing to engage in confrontation. But unfortunately, we're going to see how Gideon goes wrong because he does not like confrontation very well. We're going to see how he tries to appease the people in the next coming chapters. So please tune in on Wednesday because we're going to talk more about this story and a little bit more about Gideon and some of the ways that Gideon just went wrong. I think we're going to finish up talking about Gideon on Wednesday as well. So please tune in then. But don't forget that I am putting out a YouTube video to commemorate the half million download mark that the Bible Explained podcast recently hit. All thanks to you guys, you faithful listeners that tune in every day. So that's going to be up very soon. But I will let you guys know when it does go up. I'm very excited about it. I'm going to be talking more about my IFB upbringing, which is a church denomination, and some of the unhealthy beliefs that the IFB church has regarding music. And I'm also going to be sharing with you guys this CD, one of the songs off this CD that my sister and I produced. (laughs) That's going to be a lot of fun. I hope you guys listen to it. So stay tuned for that YouTube video. Friends and faithful listeners, have a wonderful rest of your Monday. Happy listening and God bless. Thank you.